And we're back. Welcome to a special episode of AEW Dynamite Breakdown. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Miguel. And yeah, uh, blood and guts. Really exciting stuff. And as always, we're going to kick it off with our breakdown. That's our gimmick. That's what we like to do to kind of sum up what happened with all of the matches within the night, right? Yes. So let's get to it. All right. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Breakdown of the special Dynamite episode, Blood and Guts. Excalibur, Jim Ross, and Tony Schiavone are on commentary. First match to begin the night is Kenny Omega and MT Nakazawa versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. This match was forced into existence by Eddie and Mox in exchange for not breaking Kenny's neck. Don comes out to say that Omega couldn't make it and Nakazawa would wrestle on his own. 69 me, Don! 69 me! That was all a ploy as the champ comes out to ambush the Hard Knocks duo. The best bout machine leaves his goon to die as a clothesline half-and-half suplex to Michael wins it. Second match is QT Marshall versus Cody Rhodes. The leaders of the factions, the Factory, and the Nightmare family are facing off one-on-one weeks after their first encounter where QT betrayed Cody to form the Factory in the first place. The American Nightmare exacts his revenge by making QT tap to the figure four Lecklock. Third match is Britt Baker versus Julia Hart. With the role model all set for her title match, she further cements her place in the standings with a lockjaw on the jobber. Fourth match is Varsity Blondes versus Jurassic Express versus SCU versus The Acclaimed. Winner becomes official number one contender for a shot at the tag team titles next week. It wouldn't be AEW without an awesome multi-man match with controlled chaos. SoCal Uncensored takes it with the best melter ever. This means CD and Kaz will, will face their best friends, former best friends, for the straps. Damn, I like seeing SCU go over. There we are! And now for the fifth match and main event of the evening is the Pinnacle versus Inner Circle in a blood and guts match. This match consists of two rings bounded together with one giant cane surrounding both rings. Sammy Guevara and Dax Hardwood start the match as a member from each stable starts solo with a member going in one at a time to escalate the violence. The Pinnacle will have the advantage throughout until all 10 men enter the match and the only way to win is by submission or surrender. Match starts hot with a spot of the night contender in a topical Nilo for one ring to the other by Sammy. Guevara is on a roll but Dax stops it with a double A spinebuster. The Spanish god gets his momentum back with some cage offense and another spot of the night contender in a double springboard cutter. Hardwood gets busted open. Bam! Blood everywhere! Sean Spears enters this match and does so with a chair. SG attacks him right away to make sure that the advantage doesn't get out of hand. Spears is too fresh to get taken out and gives the best ever a sky high. The chairman of AEW lives up to his name with a chair shot to Sammy. Ortiz enters the match. Immediately he assists his boy in a huge spot as Sammy and Spears are balancing on the ropes and Ortiz throws a chair at Spears' back, giving momentum for Sammy to deliver a Spanish fly off those ropes. Cash Wheeler enters the match. FTR are now in the game. Fuck the revival. After a clothesline from Cash, Wheeler aids Dax with an assisted brainbuster on Sammy. Spears takes care of the other IC member with a gory bomb on Ortiz into the cage. 
Santana enters the match. He puts a beating on all members and especially on Cash with an Uranagi. FTR keeps up their great tandem offense with a double flapjack on Santana into the cage. Wardlow enters the match. All three members are able to immobilize FTR at the moment to focus on the big guy. Wardlow plows through each one of them and chucks Sammy into the cage. Jake Hager enters the match. He gives a clothesline to all. Jake lands a Vader bomb on Cash and an ankle lock on Spears. The two powerhouses now face off one-on-one -on -one for the first time since Mr. Mayhem beat Jake. Spears gets a C4 off on Sammy. MJF enters the match. As Jake looks to get MJF, Wardlow gets a chop block off on him. Cash matches his partner and gets busted open. Bam! Blood everywhere! Kusherko enters the match. This separates both factions as they regroup on opposite rings. From there, a stare down ensues and a wild charge looking like a scene from Captain America's Civil War. Y2J gets his bat Floyd out to punish everyone. He is not shy with the foreign objects as he gets Wardlow with a chair shot. Santana gets a suplex on Cash on the apron. The Demo God finally gets punishment on his jerk-off friend with a front suplex onto the ropes. The Pinnacle starts taking apart the ring by removing a turnbuckle and ex exposing the pine wood of the ring. Sammy and the PMP boys team up for a double spike pile driver to FTR on the exposed pine. Fuck the revival! Meanwhile, Le Champion hits a code breaker on Spears. With Sean incapacitated, he is caught upside down on a tree of woe. Sammy then delivers a Van Terminator on the chairman. Lionheart hits MJF with the broken turnbuckle. <laughs> Santana takes out a fork out of nowhere to hit the salt of the earth square in the head. During a commercial break, Tully attacks the ref to get the key to the cage to help MJF escape the mayhem. This leads to both MJF and Chris to climb the structure. The goat gets the walls of Jericho and MJF, but a low blow forces him to break. He then goes for his submission, the salt of the earth. Max continues to work the arm, even going as far as to bite him. Wonderful! After his Fujiwara armbar fails to get the tap, MJF hits the alpha with his diamond ring to bust him open. Bam! Blood everywhere! Friedman goes on to threaten the inner circle to throw their leader off the cage if they don't surrender. The pinnacle wins by surrender. MJF throws the demigod off the cage anyways and says thank you. Alright, MJF, Sean Spears, FTR, and Wardlow. The Pinnacle takes the match. They win Blood and Guts, which is AEW's version of War Games, right? Yeah. Oh, you we could call it last week. They won the match. We the did. Blood and Guts match. We did. Uh, but I like... How it was for Inner Circle at the very least. They were the dominant team. They were winning, right? Yeah. And uh, kind of basically <laughs> uh, the pinnacle one on a technicality kind of, right? Uh, to an extent. Is that how you were supposed to win? Say I surrender? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So right. in this match, the only way to win, there is no pinfalls. It's only by submission or surrender that you can win this match. 
So the pinnacle, uh, they come out on top. They had to. They're the new staple. They're the new um, it thing on the block. Uh, Inner Circle has been here, as Jericho says, since day one of AEW, at least Dynamite, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Inner Circle putting over the new guy, the new faction, and that's a good thing. Jericho being thrown off the top of the cage. That is just fine <laughs> in my end. Uh, when you were watching, you said you you they, he needed to be uh, thrown off, right? They couldn't just have like have that end with him like just there, right? Like uh, oh, MGF keeping to his word. Like someone has to be chucked off a cage. So uh, <laughs> it was Jericho. Um, did the spot look fake and whatnot? And Looked like he landed on cardboard and pads. Yeah, hey, I was still satisfied that he got thrown off. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, th- th- he's the goat for a reason, right? He's not yeah. gonna throw himself on re- regular stage. We don't. We're not looking for mankind spots here, right? Hell we're looking. No. If you can do it safe, you know, by all means, please. So, okay. um, yeah, let's get into some of the promos, and you know, again, congratulations to the Pinnacle for taking it. And for Inner Circle for looking, um, you know, really, really great, Hell you know, yeah. dominating most of the match. So we got promo number one. Uh, it's we're in the Raptors with Alex Marvez, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page. Uh, Scorpio starts off with a Riddler quote, <laughs> uh, a la Batman. I love, I love how they're like so right now at least. You know, this definitely is not gonna be like it's not gonna be like this forever. But for right now, I love how they're both so in sync with each other. Yeah, it's as if they've been like the frustrated duo. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like they've <laughs> the been underappreciated. It's, like, it's as pair. if they've been like you know they know have they known each other a long a long time in real life. Uh, Paige and Scorpio. Yeah, I feel like no. Okay, because the storyline makes it seem that way. Like maybe they're such they do. good friends. Maybe they do, and okay. I just don't know right. about it. Well, yeah, not yeah. Continue, yeah. Riddle me this, Batman. He's <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, interesting. <laughs> I liked it. Like uh, shout outs to my Marvel comics, my DC comics. Uh, and he says Sting is a mosquito. Showtime is over, and he is, and. Scorpio is the franchise, bitch. Ethan Page says him and Darby have had a ton of matches and is responsible for a lot of his injuries. So Darby attacks because he doesn't like all that shit talk. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky throw him down the stairs to retaliate that that attack. They do? They throw him down the stairs. Uh, Pretty cool. Uh, Darby Allen, man, that guy's tough as nails, right? Just, I feel like he's like, yo, give me these awesome spots. Give me these spots where I can just like kill myself, right? He he insists. I mean, that's what the man wants, and that's what we're gonna give him. I so, mean, Dar- I don't know what else to, what to say? Darby, you're our modern day hardcore legend. So promo number two uh, is a technique by Taz. He breaks down Christian Cage's matches and critiques everything he did. Uh, even though he won those matches, he critiques like everything <laughs> him doing as like bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> like all like his frog splash and his kill switch and whatnot, and uh, basically shit talking the whole time when really he's supposed to just be breaking down, like you know, kind of like the inner workings. It, of it's weird, he's... like the the stuff he's saying, he's shit talking. However, his manner 
and method of delivering <laughs> is like so professional and calm. As Great. if it's an actual analysis. Great job, Taz. That was awesome. <laughs> that was really cool. We need more of that. I think, I think we need more of that. Don't you? I do. I agree. Yes, we do need some more of that. Yeah. First time we've seen something like that. Promo number three is a package for John Moxley. Mox run with, IWG, with the IWGP US title um, is shown in highlights. I keep forgetting he's a US champ. Yeah. And me too. Yeah. He should always carry that belt around, man. Come on, do it. He will defend against Blue Justice Yuji Nagata. Mox came with... Is he an old-timer or like a uh, big-time vet? Because yeah, he looked, like, he looked he, kind of old. Yeah, yeah, he did, man. He used to wrestle in WCW. Oh, yeah, 25 years plus ago. <laughs> uh, Moxley came with respect, but heard him call him a little punk. He'll teach a legend something. All right. I love this. Uh, I thought it was really cool to show all the highlights of Moxley went not only winning the IWGP US Championship, but also uh, showing all of his like title defenses and whatnot. Because uh, it was really cool. I, I love the build up to this match. I, I think they're giving it a big, big time match feel. Yeah. So okay. I, I really like all of this, and probably one of uh, Moxley's one of my more favorite promos that he's done. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I see. It's something different, right? He's yeah. kind of showing yeah. respect to uh, a Japanese legend and introducing, you know, this guy to a new audience, right? Like, I don't know much about Yuji Nagata at all, and it's pretty cool that we get to see uh, the this title defense on Dynamite, right? Yeah. Next yeah, that's week. Pretty cool. It's pretty, really cool. Pretty sick. Really cool. So we got uh, promo four. On stage with Tony Schiavone and Kenny Omega. Kenny comes out with Nakazawa holding his belts. You know what that kind of reminds me of? What? Back in the day when uh, Ultimo Dragon just had so many belts that you, you couldn't even count them. That he would have his manager just come out yeah. with like three belts on one arm, three belts on another. And him like hold, like have them strapped. Like that, that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, Kenny has his goon to hold like all the belts that he literally just can't hold himself. Because yeah. There's just so many. I love that, man. Kenny, dude. He's doing great work. Uh, but, yeah. So, he comes out with Nakasawa holding all his belts. But Kenny is holding his AEW championship. So, that shows that. Importance, right? Kenny says he's been busy collecting gold. Tony says next week, the two leaders in the rankings will face each other to see who will challenge at double or nothing. Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Kenny says, let's just announce Pac versus Kenny for double or nothing. He kind of shows some respect to Pac. Yeah. He's he like, does. oh, come on. We all know what we want to see. Pac versus Kenny. These guys are all absolute workhorses. Two of the best in the ring. Let's just let's just make that match happen. Right? Yeah. So kind of cool that he's showing that that love for uh for Pac. And kind of randomly, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Orange comes out though. Uh, Kenny yeah. says he doesn't respect them. He understands what he means for the company. <laughs> He's a feel-good wrestler, but not championship material. Kenny says he ripped off his shades, right? Because when he was Kenny the Cleaner yep. back in New Japan, joining Bullet Club for the first time, he used to always rock those shades. He said that he made the shades popular. He puts he the glass. He takes Orange's glasses and puts them on Nakazawa, and says that they look better on Nak, and he just leaves. Completely disrespecting 
freshly squeezed to wrap that. <laughs> freshly squeezed. <laughs> so now promo number five, the last one of the night, because yeah, uh, is on stage with Tony and Miro. Kip needs surgery because of Miro. That's what we uh, are told. Miro says he is here to collect. Uh, seven days from now, he'll be coming for Darby Allen. He has a contract. If Darby can't compete, he will forfeit the title. I don't know how Miro got his whole his hands on that kind of contract. Is Tony like okay, like you know what what, what happened there, like kayfabe wise? <laughs> uh, but yeah, interesting. So we're gonna have Miro versus Darby for the TNT Championship. Uh, I am worried for Darby. He got just got thrown downstairs, <laughs> so um, that's not good. But hey, isn't aren't the Odds always against our TNT champion. They are. And yet he always prevails. So um, hey, if he could be Cage, I'm sure it could be Miro. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind if he can beat him, but will he? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, we got to see. Um, yeah, so we I just went through all the promos, but there were some things that happened post match. Yeah, like multiple, what? multiple uh matches here. So uh for example, first match it was uh Kenny Nakazawa versus Moxley and Kingston. Yep. Kenny and Nakazawa versus Moxley and Kingston. And yeah, after the match, right, we have Moxley and Kingston uh, kind of winning with a new tag team finisher, it looks like, maybe potentially. That clothesline uh, half and half suplex combo. I wonder if that's going to be their new finisher. So um, I'm really interested in that. Uh, this is a, a work uh, of the night contender for me the bucks come out to distract the uh, eddie kingston yes and the good brothers come out to sneak attack we get a magic killer onto moxley a super yep. kick onto uh super league come out and once again annihilate mox and kingston Yes, yes, and then I love it. And, and Kenny went running. I love it. Kenny yeah. ran away from the match. Remember, yeah. kind of yes. leaving Nakazawa for dead. Yes, and then he comes back out as soon as the tides have turned. I love that. Uh, and Kenny comes out to a one wing angel, uh, Kingston. <laughs> Cue the sucker. Poor Knox and Kingston. They keep getting <laughs> blood annihilated by Super League. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it with Matt Jackson giving us that, um, you know, like that I'm a real toughie, like, you know, like satisfying, like grin, kind of like uh, Ray Phoenix does. But yeah, uh, next match, right? The QT versus Cody. Uh, Which, by the way, he does go by Cody Rhodes now, right? He does. That's awesome. So this is interesting. You would think that this match maybe is the beginning of a feud, right? It just kind of seems like the ending of it, right? You would think that two leaders, they would build this up for, you know, double or nothing, or, or right? A pay-per-view. Or, yeah, or yeah, I, I do suppose. So, like, so, it, it, that's the way it kind of seems like it's set up. So, um, I guess if this <clears> isn't <throat> the case, because Cody goes over, right? Yes. So I'm, I'm if, happy he does. QT's an ass. Yeah, so if that's <laughs> the case, uh, maybe this is more so building up for a true... The Nightmare Family versus the Factory, like, four on four, right? Maybe that's what this is going to set up for. Right? Yeah, okay, yeah, and no, I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. We'll, yeah. we'll see that. We'll see. Oh, you know what I want to predict? What? Lee Johnson betraying Nightmare Family and joining the Factory. Ooh, that actually makes sense because he's kind of still a face. 
Because I feel like he's not doing much, and I feel like maybe he'll have some more meat on him if he yeah. jumps over to the factory. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Sorry. Him and Aaron Solo were really rocking as a tag team for yeah. a while in uh, on Dark, right? Until, when we first started uh, covering Dark. Yes, until QT and all of the other, his other goons branched off out of jealousy and uh, and lo- loathing. Excuse me. And, of course... Um, regret <laughs> and jealousy. Yeah, so in, uh, Anthony Agogo comes in after uh, Cody makes QT tap, right? Yeah, I don't see what his talent is besides boxing. That He doesn't belong. He belongs in boxing, not in wrestling. He gives a gut punch to Cody. Yeah, that that ending matches. That's I'm not impressed. I don't, yeah, I don't like that. I'm not and, a fan. And he puts a UK flag over him. What was the point of that? And then that, that was actually interesting. What was the point of that? I don't know. That's a that's a very in my mind that's su- that's a big time World War Two reference when a fallen comrade is like you know, well I mean yeah like a, he has a passed away. He do, so I don't know what the deal. Is. I don't know is he. I, I doubt he's trying to reference World War Two there. So I, I, don't I know. feel like the last time I've seen this in wrestling was potentially the Un-Americans. Which was really like a kind of like a Canadian stable back in the Fed, yeah. And they would put the Canadian flag over over people. <laughs> uh, yeah, is, are they going for that? Are they going for like a USA versus foreigner <laughs> uh, a deal? Is is that what that's going for? I don't think for? so. Because is isn't Agogo the only one not a foreigner in that group? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, mean, sense, I think he, maybe he's just trying to show some uh, UK pride, which I'm, right. down, yeah, I'm down for. Sure, why not? I'm down for that. Right. And the final match, right? Uh, MJF pushes... What in guts match. Jer- he pushes Jericho off Anyways. the stage. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> even though he said that if they don't surrender, he's going to push them off. They surrender. He still pushes them off. Uh, he says thank you to uh, Jericho. Because that's what he said in his promo. He said that he was going to kill Jericho and say thank you. What's with AEW and killing? For building up AEW and for giving him his spot as the best in AEW, as the GOAT in wrestling. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a reach, but that's what MJF thinks. And yeah, so that's how it ends. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a good question. But how about we get to our top spot of the night, our work of the night, and our match of the night? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Do you want to start us off? Would you like to start us off? Yes. So actually, my work of the night, it was the same match in which yours was, but different part part of it. Uh, So it was the opening match between Kenny and... Nakazawa versus Moxley and Kingston. Um, however, my work of the night was when Don Callis, before the match <laughs> started, declares Kenny unable to compete because, I don't know, he was uh, busy or something. He was injured. And then uh, and then he was telling everyone that Nakazawa will wrestle the match all by himself and that he's got this. Of course, as Mox and Kingston are coming out, they look like, you know, two predators about to, you know, uh, devour, like, their prey. But then, Ma- uh, but then uh, Omega comes out and blindsides them with his ch- championship belt and smacks them. 
with it. So that was all a ruse. So that was my work of the night. And what, what was I your want, work of the what night? What do I want my work of the night to be? I think I will give an honorable mention to... I'll give an honorable mention to the acclaimed, in particular, Max Caster. Uh, coming out to his entrance, Max raps about the Varsity Blondes saying they will be on, he'll see them on Dark Side of the Ring uh, like 20 years from now. Uh, I like that. I like that that's like a play on um, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, he was on Dark Side of the Ring for his, Brian Pillman Sr., the debut episode of season three. It's a great show on uh, the channel Vice, so you guys could check that out. Uh, do so. Uh, seasons one and two were really cool. Um, I personally, you know, I, I love uh, learning all this stuff about uh, pro wrestling, and there's just a lot of history there, right? With um, guys like that, I had no idea of anything that they did, right? Like uh, Bruiser Brody, uh, Abdullah the Butcher, even New Jack. Uh, you know, as of us, um, as of us recording this, New Jack just passed away. Yep. So uh, R.I.P. Of course, another um, oh, someone big in the wrestling community. A lot of people were close to him. Paul Heyman, right? ECW guys, RVD. So uh, I know he's um, the community is sad, and yeah, just showing a lot of love to uh, family, to the community. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but hey, uh, because of the show, we get to see some stuff that, you know, <coughs> he was, he was working prior to when me and you got into watching this stuff, right? Watching the Fed and whatnot. So to learn about it now is pretty cool. And that gives us a, a, a line into that. But going back to, yeah, that, so I like, uh, that work because of, um, them kind of saying that like they're gonna end up like that. It's you know kind of a cool storytelling. Um, obviously a terrible thing to say to yeah, someone yeah. in real life. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is wrestling, you know, and yeah. But my work of the night, as I said before, is uh, basically the super elite coming in to attack uh, Moxley, Kingston, destroying them. I love it. Give me more of that. Reminds me of the good old fashioned bullet club days. The life. The biz cliz. Never forget for life, as you said. So yeah, that's my work of the night. Your spot of the night. My spot of the night is actually kind of a funny one. It was the main event. It was a part when <clears throat> uh Ortiz when uh, Santana is uh and um and Jake Hager are holding MJF. You know, he's on his knees. They're holding him, like, you know, in place. And then Ortiz uh, smashes a fork in MJF's face. That that was a good spot. I was like, wait, where did he get that and fork from? Then he acts from? like he's, like, eating something from the fork. <laughs> yeah, where did he get that fork from? Uh, I, don't, I don't... Did he bring it with him to the match? I don't know. Or is it under the ring? They keep forks under the rings now? I don't know. Good sell uh, by MJF, too. He got hit, and then he just started uh, freaking out. My spot is the same match. Different people. <laughs> uh, Co- not, I was going to say Cody Rhodes. What am I thinking? <laughs> the Spanish God, Sammy Guevara. Double springboard into a cutter. Very cool. I mean, that's what, this is a match where you, can do, uh, where you can do things like that, right? Double springboards. Um, an honorable mention to Sammy Guevara once again. He really did st- 
stand out in this match as being one of the first people in it, right? Yeah. Him and Dax. Uh, him doing a, a topical Nilo, right? From one ring to another, right? To start off the whole thing. Great spot right there. Sammy Guevara uh, was a walking high, highlight reel in this match, I think. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, yeah, kind of like my MVP of the match, probably. And yeah, so that takes us to our match of the night. Do you want to give us our match of the night? Yeah. Uh, the match of the night is without a doubt the Blood and Guts match. Yeah, I would love to give it to anyone else. I think uh, it would be... It wouldn't be proper of me to give it to anyone else. But I would like to give the honorable mention to... The tag team match, right? The fatal four-way tag team match. That was a huge slobber knocker. I say it time and time again. AEW are experts in these multi-man matches, right? Yeah. When are we getting them trios belts? Yeah, I would love trios belts. Very much so. Creates a whole new division, then more guys will enter it. Remind me. Because there's news that just dropped off as... We are recording this, right? What news would that be? You want me to just say it right now? Yeah. Okay. So as of us recording this, they just announced that Dynamite is moving to TBS next year from TNT. The reason why I bring it up now, we're going to go over this probably a lot more when we get more information, right? This is brand new to us. And man, that move to TBS... How about we already have the TNT Championship? People are thinking, why don't they change the name of the TNT Championship to the TBS Championship, right? Something like that. Yeah. Because they're no longer going to be on TNT. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's keep the TNT belt, right? Okay, yeah. What about, what about this? How do you like this? TBS Trios Championships. Not bad at all. That's, I, I like that. I like that, I like that, um, title, that name title. It's just a it's just a working thing, right? We'll see. Uh, but just the fact if we do get trios championships with all of these factions that we have, I think it would be an awesome job, more opportunities for people to to get some gold, right? Uh, and completely like, agree. And like I said, AEW does a great job with getting these uh, eight people in a match, uh, ba- casino battle royal, uh, multi man ladder matches. They do a great job of having a lot of chaos, right? A lot of people in the ring at once or like in the match at once and it being coming out phenomenal. Yeah, couldn't agree more. AJ Styles. Anyways, that does it for us. Tune in to Dynamite every Wednesday on TNT for now, right? And yeah, so uh, tune in TNT, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, Wednesday Dynamites. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Too sweet. Peace. Lucha! Lucha.